0: The following program is rated TV-M-A-L. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of most ages... This is your boy, Pinhead198, back with a new episode. This will be one more audio commentary of a movie that I truly, truly, truly love. Phantasm. If you want to watch along with it, you can watch this on the cock, Peacock, with no commercials, or you can watch it where I'm going to watch it on 2B TV for free but with some limited commercial interruptions. Let's get that off before, you know, my fear comes in and busts our butts, but <laughs> we are going to watch Phantasm together and the reason why I'm doing this. We are going the next episode, tomorrow's episode because I'm now decided if I continue this As a regular thing, it will only be Sunday and Monday, so it is Sunday night, and we're going to do this, and then Monday's episode, we will be discussing everything I got wrong, everything I got right, which is very little on the Elimination Chamber, we're also going to talk about this absurd nonsense with NXT's new Level Up, which is obviously a nut-cutting tactic to try and cut the nuts From underneath Tony Khan and AEW's rampage during Friday. So, and we'll talk about that and Dynamite. We'll wrap up the entire week in wrestling as we start the new week. But who gives a fuck about that shitty wrestling and that shitty event? Let's watch Phantasm. Let's start this as I will not be drunk right now. But by the end of this movie, I'm sure I will. Because I'll be slightly... Playing the Phantasm drinking game, and as we go out, I'll reveal a little bit of it. I won't go full-blown with it, but here we go. Let's start this. We're already behind. Let's enjoy this 1979 classic, a very, very, very underrated horror movie. I love this film. It is the remastered edition, thanks to the great J.J. Abrams. I know you guys love that man out there, so shout-out to my boy, J.J., Let's get into this in three, two, one, let's go. Starting off with the well go USA. Entertainment. And I do like the bad robot I think it is. How it turns from the sphere. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Your guys' favorite genre man. He's a reg he's a regular Roger Corman. Let's crack open our first one. We'll be drinking quite a bit. There's the old sound of the south, right? <laughs> Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> and here we go. Fantasm. I fucking love this movie it's like one of the all time greats that nobody talks about also in the next episode before we really get into this I will be doing my review on Netflix's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre what a fucking treat that was an anti-gun horror film because that's what I want to me fucking preach to you when I'm watching a horror movie but not with this movie it's just pure horror bliss as we pan into the cemetery where it's quite obvious two people are fucking in the cemetery. Because you know, late 70s and all the 80s, that's what you did. You fucked in cemeteries, camps, you know. <sighs> Your babysitter. You're the babysitter, you're fucking in the bedroom of their parents. Fun fact about this scene: uh, the young actress who played, who will later be known as the Lady in Lavender, in this scene, this was not her breast. She had stunt tits in this scene. Yes, yeah, she did not want to bare her breasts. And from so I heard in an interview, in and <laughs> she she said when she went to the premiere. Then her mom saw the breast. She looked over at her and said, Yours are better. You should have put your tits out there or some shit along that line. It was hilarious. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> hey, Jody. Hi, Reg. How's it going? That's a supportive mama. Woo. Gone. We meet so, Reggie and we'll the tree. Michael's brother it's for the first be. time, Jody. Yeah, I, uh, I'm gonna go visit somebody. Meet uh, Michael soon. I'll catch you inside. Some, yeah. of, some who haven't even seen this before. Like, who the fuck's Michael? You will find out very shortly. But this is the oldest brother, Jody. At least he's not fucking in the mausoleum. So, in a nice suit too. Especially for the late '70s. That's a fresh ass suit. As far as I'm concerned. That 70s, 80s, and the 90s didn't exactly have the greatest style, but that's a fresh fucking suit. With some nice-ass fucking shoes, some loafers. You those creatures in the Sound like your grandparents fucking or some shit like that. the sound design for this because you gotta you gotta understand and we'll look it up in the first commercial if we have one which I'm sure we will this movie was filmed on a very minuscule budget so you gotta give them credit where credit's due for what they're doing with this and here we meet our daring young hero on his dirt bike the young Mike. Obviously, that wasn't him. You could hella tell that wasn't his, <laughs> his stuntman, but hey. Still a great film. You gotta bear with me. I'm sorry, folks. I'm, I'm battling a cold right now, so it's not gonna sound the greatest. <laughs> I'm gonna sound like Dark Side feel throughout this whole fucking commentary that fucking loser but there we got our first shot our first glimpse of the Jawas is what people like to mock and say that Phantasm copied from George Lucas which has been debunked it's not fucking true they were filming this at the very least at the same time and obviously George's fucking film got distributed first but from what the best we can see what they are really called especially down the line in Phantasm 3 Lord of the Dead they're called Lurkers and we know that because the kid the closest we've ever heard as far as what their official name is and any phantasm was from that kid, so I'm going with lurkers. Don wouldn't have put it in the fucking movie for nothing if it didn't mean anything. That's like pointless. So I'm going with lurkers. And it makes sense when you're not trying to be a fucking key 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 funny guy and uh, call him Jawas. And It makes sense because they do lurk. The funeral is about to begin, sir. sir. Then we meet our okay. villainous tall man for the very first time, played by the late great legend Angus Scrim. God, he was a great man. He he really was. He was a he was a real sweetheart, and he was he's intimidating as fuck in this movie, especially. If this is your first time seeing it, he it will get even more menacing than what you just saw in that intro. Like <clears throat> yeah, after mom and dad's funeral, he had nightmares for weeks. Very fucking menacing. I used to be, I used to be scared out of my fucking wits when I was a little kid of, of him. <clears throat> I'm not gonna cap. I was fucking terrified. Matter of fact, that year, like a couple years after I saw this, it was almost, they had to drag me to my great-grandfather's funeral because I was, I didn't want to get swallowed up by the tall man, one of those fucking lurkers. That's how much it fucked with me. And I loved my great-grandfather. He was a good man. But God, I was terrified to get into that funeral, especially that fucking... wake area where I really thought the tall man was going to fly out and for and yes it's $300,000 was the budget for this movie that is so fuck like see 300,000 and that was after they took a loan out from his father and this movie looks Still holds up as you can see if you're watching it with me. Well, say goodbye to Tommy. Let's just get the hell out of here. That CUDA. Ooh! That muscle (sighs) car. Now we get the first encounter with Mike and the tall man as he sees that the tall man is no ordinary tall man. He lifts his coffin, which is like, what, it took six, seven of these guys? He does it with ease by himself, so. That can check off that. We obviously know, regardless of what we find out later in the movie, he has some kind of superhuman strength. Yeah, even Mike's like, what the fuck? And there it is. As we head into that classic music, we get our first to be commercial breaking which is fine because normally it would piss me off but we can take this time to yeah i looked it up it's three hundred thousand dollars was the budget release date of march 28th 1979 i mean that is minuscule even when you especially when you take it into consideration of what today's budget is with inflation it's it's insane and if you if you're like i said if you're watching this with me and now we're back that was nice Hopefully you got the same thing with a quick, you know, to-the-point commercial, because now we're back with that classic music playing in the background. But as I was saying, you can watch it with me as you're watching it. it like It's holding up right now. This is from 1979 on a $300,000 budget. Most $300,000 budgeted movies today in the modern era don't look this great. They look like fucking sci-fi channel dog shit. And nobody tries. Not They don't even put anywhere near half the effort all this cast and crew did for this film. So <clears throat> it's not just a nostalgia thing for me. I, uh, knowing the research and looking into it, I have a lot of respect for these fuckers. They earned it. To put their place, regardless of how you feel about the series or your other favorites, they had to fight tooth and nail to get their... Their um, place in the crazy, horror movie right? icon stratosphere, so. You show it some fucking respect for those that don't. Grandmother, Michael has returned and wishes to see you. And some people. In most people's defense, I've never even heard of this movie, Phantasm. Fantasia, The Disney build? No. Phantasm, asshole. I tell her that I am. Um, so. She can hear you. Like, it, it's, yeah. r- most of the time, I, the people um, I talk to that I know, knew George this movie yeah. or have heard of it, are I real fucking movie. horror nerds. Otherwise, your average weekend warrior who watches, you know, horror movies with his girlfriend so he can secretly, you know, put his hand under her panties and dill her a green bean to play Mary, Le- Mary Green Rotten Crotch that's all well and good. They don't know what the fuck this movie is, so this might be the first time. And you can still diddle your girls being green, so flicker mean being green. It's a beautiful car, that Kuda light. Like, I don't know what you're fucking talking about. I just drive it, kid. I'm just the older brother that doesn't know shit about cars. I just drive them. Oh. And I play rock music on the side all oh. with my ice cream truck buddy all. Yeah. Oh. Yeah shit. Well, I just don't get off on funerals, <laughs> man. They give me free. I don't think any of us get off on funerals. I mean if you do, you're a little bit of a fucking No, thank you, man. Creeper, I'm sorry. years, I guess you can
1: just about get over anything. Meet the <laughs> Creeper, digging deeper. Well, I'm taking
0: care of the kid. Shit, I think after some great haircuts in the '70s, man. <laughs> I do like that leather jacket, though. It is a sweet ass leather jacket Because back then, this was real leather, not that fucking fake ass pleather bullshit. To be quite honest, that was probably half a Phantasm's budget getting him that authentic leather jacket. <laughs> yeah. And the gas that it cost to put in that Cuda's car. Like, Because none of these guys really started making money until their fucking movie blew up. If he does leave, he'll take you with him. And even then it took like the uh, sequels until they started out. seeing real fucking like well, I can buy a house money. I was around, but morning, so I And so pay the mortgage and off. I saw something. Something really scary. Here comes our tribute to Dune. Even in sci-fi even excuse me. Even in Phantasm, we get a tribute to the box in Dune the Gom Jabbar test and uh in Dune. So cuz they do the same thing here in the same like as we're about to see it's for the same pe- it's for the same purpose the the test in the box is just solely meant to overcome fear same in Dune. So that's why I said this is the homage to Dune because this came out after Dune was already in the bag with Frank Herbert, so. Michael, but this is still a pretty cool scene. Wow, how do that? Put your hand in the box. Well, what's in it? And not fearing is a... Here we go. Not fearing is a... Uh, <coughs> It's a very big theme in this because you know, as we go on, we'll see why. I think I would argue that not fearing in this movie is far more important than even in something like Doom. So that's just me, and and, and there's reasons behind it, especially when you dive deep, like really get into the Matrix rabbit hole of some of the theories that certain people have of phantasm in the entire series. It's uh, oh, it a, really especially with this old bitch and some of the theories they have about her, you know, that she could possibly be the tall man herself, <clears throat> training and grooming Michael. Like there's, when you're not careful, you get sucked into the black hole of, ra- of theories that is phantasm. Come on, visit us again soon. And, and that's the thing with phantasm. All of them can be right and all of them can be wrong. That's the mind fuck that is Phantasm, as you will continue to see as we go down this movie, and maybe even if you seek out the entire series for yourself after this, you can see what a mind fuck this movie and this movie series is. So <clears throat> one of my favorite scenes is coming up. You guys should you'll be a little ahead of me because mine just screwed up in a <sighs> stalled for a while because, you know, fucking idiocy, but I'm just arriving to the part where Reggie pulls up for them to have their great jam session, which I fucking love, and yes, the young man who plays Jody did write this song, Bill Thornberry, if I'm not mistaken, my brain's fried, you gotta bear with me. And i was in sitting here daily. This shit's awesome. You see my lady left me lonely. Yes, he did. Baby left me blue. <clears throat> and Reggie, uh, Reggie Bannister, he is a real musician as well. This is not fake. This is them playing. Obviously, the sound is... A little more elevated for the film, but this is them playing the guitar and this music because these two are both in real bands still to this day. That is their side hustle when they are not doing film. We're hot as love. (laughs) We're hot as love. I love this. (laughs) That good old 70s lingo. And that is a foreshadowing of what is to come with the dimension forks that lead to his planet. We'll find that out as we go down. We're getting way ahead of ourselves here, though. Don't want to spoil it without you guys spoiling it as we go along in the movie, so... Dune's Cantina. As we arrive and he meets his destiny. Woo! He's a fine specimen of a woman, I'll tell you. That That alternate phantasm cut. You know, crawdads and in the, in the fucking Oak Ridge boys playing their version of the Phantasm theme. <laughs> it's great. I love this fucking movie. <laughs> and that little pervert's just peeping his way as his brother's trying to get his mat game on with the lady in Lavender. She is stacked, dude. It's uh, just right up the street. Well, let's go fucking the cemetery again. Like another victim. <laughs> and as we grow, as we see, and we see it a couple of times, his little brother's peeping and spying nature actually saves his fucking ass, as we're about to find out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Cause uh, we already saw what the fate of was the first guy in the cemetery that he was that was fucking the lady in lavender. We all know what happened to him. We just went to his funeral. So there you go. Woo. That's spooky. Isn't it? <laughs> no, it's exciting. Oh yeah, she's a cemetery so, uh, nympho. Woo! Look out! What are you doing this time? That that nymphomaniac, baby. Well, it's uh, something. Well, I mean, one thing is, uh, we're fucking in a cemetery. That's that's about it, you know. Play Nintendo, maybe Atari. I don't know. You tell me. This place is a shithole. <laughs> It's a dump, lady. What do you want? Here comes stunt tits. I never do. uh, I always wondered if this was actually a. I think it is. I'm not sure. I was always wondering. I know these are stunt tits from her. But if this is. (laughs) Look at him. He's all smart. Yeah. Wow. 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 Everybody went, wow. (laughs) It's a nice rack. Especially for a a late 70s rack. But I'm interested to know if this is actually Jody's ass. Because that could be a stun ass, too. Who knows? (laughs) And here comes the gopher in heat. (laughs) Yep. the lurker who is ready to take this little bastard to the limit because he knows even you're fucking it up for your big brother. Even the little lurker demon knows you're breaking bro code here, kid, so he's coming for you now. Watch. This is what happens when you fuck up guy code and you cock block your brother, your, your actual brother. You can hear him. This is for cock blocking. <laughs> what the fuck? Jawa from hell. See that's fucked up. He was just about ready to eat the box too. He had the panties in his mouth and that little bastard. Fucked it up for him, but in hindsight, as we said earlier, this the little bastard saved his ass because we knew what Jody's fate was going to be after he ate the box. He was going to eat the fucking bullet, so. In hindsight, the little fuck saved his ass for being a little creepy perv. <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? There's something up there. I know it. I saw it. Crack what? a bottle. Okay, look. I was following you guys. I didn't mean any harm, but what's out there, it's is gonna get me. <laughs> what's out there? I don't know. It was it was little and brown and little brown. It's probably just a gopher in heat. What's that gopher? He wasn't any gopher. Where's that girl? Anyway? See, I'm that guy that can't She's be with you. Back there for me, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that? That kid of freaks. Yeah, I'm that guy you can't watch this movie with because I'll just quote watch. all the shit before you heard it if this is your first time. It's like, oh, God, this night. fucker's obnoxious. You sure gonna be okay? uh, Quite honestly, you think this movie's bad. It's even ten times worse when we're watching Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Whew. God, that one I've seen way too many times. <laughs> Can't let you take the man's wheel, son. Now get off before I put you down. That's it, goddamn it. <laughs> See, it's already. Maybe one day, huh? <laughs> Jesus. But this great. This is a great score too. I like it. Once again, I think Don did this as well. Don Coscarelli, the writer-director of Phantasm. I just like to say Don because, you know, we're on a first name basis. That's my boy, you know. We do lunch once in a while, and, you know. And I knew that was going to be the point where we get a commercial. But anyway, um, yeah. Nice opening to that so far. We're going to get an understanding of why that happened the way it did. And, you know, there's purpose behind it. But as we get down the line, this is going to get... I know we've been laughing and having a good time, and I'm I'm glad. But it's going to get a lot more creepy. As we start to peel back the onion of who... And what the tall man is. So. And some of it may surprise you. Because some of the people are like. Especially people who have never seen this. And as you're watching this. You may think oh. It's Turn a zombie out. movie. A <laughs> and he's a zombie. And there'll be some more things. That may hint to you that that might be the case. But not so fast. There might be. A, you look closer at some of the evidence. He's not a zombie. If you guys don't figure out what he actually is by the end of this, which it blatantly tells you what he is, and why he has the power he does, I'll reveal it for you. I shouldn't have to, though, because I know that all the people, the few audience members that I do have, whether you like me or hate me, I know each and every one of you are far more intelligent than that. Most of you already know what he is by this point before, you know, even seen the end whether you've seen it before or not now we're back finally and this is in the dreamscape or is it that's going to be a recurring theme in this film as well are we in the dreamscape excuse me i just paused it back on or are we in reality or is it a combination of both because this is a reoccurring thing throughout this movie and the entire series there's five of these films in total As the menacing tall man stands up. And this is another reason why people think this is a zombie movie. It was that scene right there with him, you know, pulling a thriller popping out from the ground. But we'll see. But as I was stating, yes, there's five of these films in the series. In my opinion, there should only been a fucking four, but... At the very least, if you were going to make a fifth one, you should have had the fucking balls to direct it yourself, Don. Not sent some hired gun who's a fuck-up who says he was a fan of the film franchise and clearly, quite clearly, was not. That's a rant for another episode, as we... (laughs) Jesus. But this movie's amazing. And here in this scene, we're about to see what could be one of the tall man's very few weaknesses if he has any at all to be honest. (laughs) A young Angus as he's marching down. Probably going to get a sack of potatoes because I know he likes his potatoes mashed so definitely don't like ice cream as we can see right here this is something me and my him and my grandma have quite a bit in common as we got from that reaction they do not like the cold at all in the slightest my grandma makes that same reaction to <laughs> coincidentally when she feels cold same e- same evil face too. <laughs> That's why I washed my back from my grandmother too. She's an evil bitch, <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, your dick couldn't get hard in the cemetery, boy. <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> Shit. Cow fuckers. These, these pig fuckers, I tell you. <laughs> take kindly to you city folk and your city mentality and city ways. This kid, like, and and this is why a lot of it, like, especially for those of us that grew up by the time this was already out and there was a couple of them out, you you had to look up to Mike as a kid because he had a blast, you know, he could fix cars. Is that you? He could ride dirt bikes. He was capable of making plastic explosives, apparently, as we'll see down the line in this film. I'm not going to spoil it, but you'll see for yourself for those who haven't seen it. A fucker can make homemade plastic explosives. <laughs> so, he, like, Mike was just one of the coolest fucking little badasses. He was like 13 at the time this movie was made and came out, so... All the boys want to be him, and all the girls want to fuck him. <laughs> no, he, he was a badass kid. This was before Macaulay Calkin was home alone, too, so. Uh, bash that toe in. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Dude, ah! <laughs> Were here, right the cross, were gonna get <laughs> it's great, dude. Oh, I, love, break. Would you? I love this movie. A car, these, these weird sounds. Sure wasn't that a retarded kid Timmy up the street? Oh it was the same thing that chased me last night. I know. Well, What are we gonna do? You're crazy. You're crazy. Yeah, like, yeah. And at this point, like, you gotta sympathize for the kid because no one believes him. He knows what he saw. I mean, you know, it's Crispin Glover all over again, but, you know, thrust into a horror film where there's this otherworldly being here doing shit, like, he obviously knows what he sees and no one else will, and rightfully so, I mean, you're a 13-year-old kid talking about guys in mortuaries lifting up coffins and little creatures that are going to eat you, like... No adult with any sane rationale is going to take you seriously. So, of course, this is where the true hero's journey for this this series begins. Because now he's got to find evidence. He's like, alright, I've had enough of this shit. No one believes me. It's time to get the shit done. As we go in with that great, great music. I just love this theme. (coughs) One of my top favorites, right up there with John Carpenter's Halloween theme. Right up there with a lot of John Carpenter themes that John Carpenter's done. And now his son is great too, as well. <laughs> but this is one of my top ten favorites. Scores, themes, whatever you may call it. Fantastic. As Michael hops with he, over the mortuary Morningside Gate the cemetery gates as Pantera once said I will unlock my door and pass the cemetery gate okay and this atmosphere is pretty creepy I should have turned the light off before I started recording this, but, you know, I've seen this so many times. However, it still does hold up some creep factor to where you're like, especially if you've seen this for the first time, honestly, I would implore you, like, at the very least, hear me in the background very low. while you, Because with this movie, especially if it's your first time watching it, I'm making this commentary mostly for people who've seen it at least once or don't care and just want to hear me and how I feel about it for whatever insane reason. I would say you might need to be checked into the nut hut, but, you know, I love you anyway because you're my fellow nut jobs. But the point is, if you've seen this for the first time, especially if you're new to horror this shit's gonna make you look behind your back when you go to your car a couple of times that's all i'm saying it's not gonna make you go god but it will you know as you're going to your car with certain movies that came out this year it'll make you look behind your back if this is like oh shit and then you'll pop to reality get in your car and go home but it will get you trust me because this fucking film still holds up Keep hammering that home. $300,000 budget in 1979. A lot of people can't do better than that in 2022 with a much higher budget. So there you go. It's like can at Bernie's in hell shit. Slick move by this kid, but not very realistic. I mean <laughs> all the coffins are open. Let's see which one isn't and who <laughs> And once again, many half theories on this. Why did the tall man stop him? Because obviously he can consen- they can send they can sense, excuse me, not even drunk yet. And I can't talk. As we go down the line, and I don't—I'm trying not to spoil it, but I'm also trying to like put it into perspective for those down. As we get into the movie, it's very clear that these two can sense each other, especially when they're this close to the, the, the same vicinity as one another. So there's theories on this scene too, as well as the tall man's like, "Bitch, get your ass back to you know rotation." You ain't supposed to be in here fucking off. You're supposed to be out there mopping the fucking floor and cleaning the toilets. And he didn't even have to say anything. He just That's the power. Like, move, because it's one of his minions. He knows. Like, don't fuck with me. I'm your boss, not the other way around. Although, I can't really say shit, because this could be an indicator that he does feel his presence, and that's why he kept... We'll see as this scene. I'm not gonna say anymore because it'll spoil this scene that's coming up. So, and then another commercial should cut in because that would be where I put. I would put the commercial break. Plus, I need some Kleenex. So you'll get to hear me leave out the room. (laughs) The prisoner will be set free for ten seconds. Great 70s sitar and organ music. Excuse me. There goes that panda. Sorry folks. Had to had had to have cheap Chinese American version of Chinese tonight because I'm in the Poe House right now until Friday. So Too much government spending. And here we meet our first flying sphere from space. Woo! And we're going to see what this thing does right now. Because the minion comes out of the corner and puts Mike in a rear naked chokehold. And Mike bites. Like the bitch. Boom! Ooh, that was a lot of blood too, so he bit him hard. And whoosh! Into the skull. Drill to the brain. And these are some pretty fucking nice ass practical effects. And I know these are practical effects because you can see the guys in the backgrounds with the lighting and the camera through the sphere if you pay close attention. And on top of that, they cannot afford CGI. The kind of CGI, the little CGI that was out during this time was fucking ultra expensive. They could not afford it. These were all practical effects. Take my word for it. They did not have the budget for any other. This is not Star Wars. Um... um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just love his response. For the people that are listening to this and watching, they're like, shut the fuck up, asshole. You don't want to hear it. So, why'd you click on this audio commentary, dumb fuck? <laughs> just, fuck you. Potbelly been in. and then And then that kind of clears up what I just said and makes up for it makes you see even now I'm still learning that would make sense that he felt his presence because he was like you knew I knew you were there you little shit right I was just trying to get you out of that coffin so that's one way to look at it cuts his hand off and yellow mustard comes pour grape bone flows out of his hand Yellow Jell-O, if you want to call it that, you know? Yellow Jello pudding. And here comes another Jawa from hell. Get him! That must be Run-D.M.C. because they really want his Adidas. They're like, give it! My Adidas went to a foreign land <laughs> And now you only got one Adidas, huh? At least you got out of there alive, kid. You're lucky. Most people bite the dust. Just like your brother's buddy who got fucked in the cemetery, so... And that's where they cut it, like I said they were. And that's a good point to put on the commercial break. But, uh, so far, we're now we've officially entered the creepy zone. Like, the creep factor zone of this movie, If as you're watching. As we're watching together, and... It's going to get even creepier. Trust me, Don hasn't even tipped the... We haven't even tipped the point of the tip. We haven't even reached the tip of the iceberg. Excuse me. We have not even got to the point of the... Outside of the stratosphere. Like, we got some more to go. Especially when you start to learn about the lore in this movie. And where they're from. And why this is a... Right? Obviously, it's not all explained in this movie because you know we get four more sequels, but we will learn quite a bit in this movie alone, and it will be a determining factor of if you enjoy it or not. To see the rest of them, and here we go as the movie continues. That I will give to Tubi, especially if you're watching it on a laptop or your Roku or whatever. the The commercials on those. Are not so bad on the PlayStation unless they've cleaned it up since I've watched it. They are egregious. Like it's every ten seconds it feels like, and they're like 120 second commercials. So it is good to watch it here. To be, to be, they have to pay for this shit somehow, and I understand the commercials, but they keep them to a minimum. And they don't edit it... They don't edit out the fucking content either. No matter what the, They have Irreversible on here. I'll just leave it at that. Yep. Yeah. So... And no, it's not an edited version. It's straight from... The region where it comes from. So it is full-blown... Monica Belushi. Anybody who knows that movie... You can look it up. You know what I'm talking about. So... They keep all, whether for good, bad, or worse, (coughs) or indifferent, they leave it unedited. What's going on up there? And now his older brother finally believes him because he sees the severed finger in his jewelry box. Why a young man of his age has a jewelry box, I'll never know, but we'll let it slide and let it ride. You're crazy. I helped carry that sucker myself. It must weigh over 500 pounds. (sighs) I can't figure this thing out. It's not meant for you to yet. But I do know one thing. Something weird is going on out there. Do you think? We're going for the sheriff. Go get your evidence. All right. (laughs) this is a little hokey I will I will 100% beyond the shadow of a doubt admit this scene right here is very <laughs> hokey but hey when you're a kid what the fuck who cares the rest of the film makes up for it so but yes this, this scene here is cheesy I will admit and agree it's adorably cheesy but it's still cheesy nonetheless Excuse me. Woo. What the hell is going on? Come on? And this will be mixed in two parts, but you'll barely be able to notice it because. Once I start the recording for the second half, we're just going right into it and picking up where we left off, so, because the time limit's coming to a close soon. Stuffed him in the garbage disposal and ruined your denim jacket, man. (laughs) Now by proxy, poor Reggie gets dragged into this shit. That's a nice shot, though. Hey, what's going on? That red eye, f- black. Why was there a crackling of bone? Like, did it bite in that hard, dude? Like, cause I heard crackling of bone. If you pay attention, go back and watch it on another run. You'll hear. A... <laughs> He's like, here, Fuck this shit? You and now Reggie's sucked McCann in the man you to shoot him. Yeah. and you don't shoot a man unless you intend to kill him. Oof. No Oof. warning shots. Where's the live bar?
1: No, no warning, warning. shots.
0: Warning shots are Ooh, tell him. don't shoot at all. Ooh, tell him. Real life, life lessons. Don't follow me. You sure you're going to be okay yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah, because that's going go ha- to stop. <laughs> Don't. So you, you just gave him the green light. Keep him there. Remember that broken basement window around by the side. And be careful. <sighs> nice. Piano. Eyes wide shut before eyes wide shut came out. And this scene is creepy, like, with the music, this old church, this evil church hymn shit, like, your your grandma from the Old Testament would be playing when you were a little kid. As you approach to her house. And we're going to church, boy. We gotta get the devil out of you. (sighs) Ain't no masturbating sinners gonna stay under my roof, you hear me, son? We're going to church. And we're going to church So you better clean behind those fingernails, boy. And I'm going to come in and check on you. And if they ain't clean, I'm going to beat you with the yardstick. And then we're going to church. And you're going to confess your sins to the Lord. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Even like the crickets, you can hear like... Once again, I gotta keep emphasizing $300,000 budget in 1979. This—I'm not trying to overhype, but this still holds up. It sounds great, looks great. So does his hair. Sexy beast. There's a out of the shadow, a little bastard appears. Gotcha. Another crackle of the bones. Like. Nice shot that he obviously wouldn't have made, but, you know. Boom. My brother got your brother's Adidas. Now I want your Nikes. Obviously woke the tall man up, or at least enough to send one of the minions. I mean, didn't I tell your brother to stay the fuck out of my house the other (laughs) day? Shit. The sound of that muscle car. You know who that is. When you hear that muscle car, it's either Jody or Mike. That should have been established at this point. That's not a spoiler. <coughs> All right. Who's in there? Jody, you know. Little peepin' Tom. Mike. Shit. do it, uh, here it comes. yeah there's nobody driving that mother <laughs> there's nobody driving that mother <laughs> i love it the back seat. yeah 70s baby when the pump-action shotguns really blew your fucking brains out, baby. Woo! <laughs> it was nobody... It was right! Yeah, he's about ready... And this is... this like I, And the reason why I said the pump-actions is because th- this is actually realistic that that would blow the flimsy hood of the purse off because... The gunpowder was just more potent back then in the 70s and 80s. It's like Civil War musket gunpowder, dude. Jeez. Boom. Squash. I love it. We got his redneck ass. Now let's go fuck his sister. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> Ain't nothing better doing in this town except for fighting, fuckin' the cemetery, and drink water down swill. <laughs> Sorry, folks, I'm getting out of line. We're about to cut this one and move on to the next part, but you know. Hopefully you won't even notice it. Not like the Halloween oh, audio commentary. Right <clears throat> yep. Impaled. And we reveal... It's Peter Dinklage! No, actually it's their buddy. Tommy. Yep, that's... Lesson be learned. You fuck oh, in a Richie. cemetery, you get stabbed, squashed down, and turned into a little guy. A little we fucking Jawa from hell. Uh, and Colton in the groves. Alright. Uh, uh you trying? Bring your truck. You want some ice cream? We're hungry from all this bullshit. Jesus. Yeah, we knew you wouldn't come. <laughs> Ooh. Semen from another planet. Better padlock This <laughs> guy's not gonna leak all over my ice cream, is he? It's like a leak on of my screen. I love it. This is why we love you, Reggie. And that's where we stop it there as they go into our next commercial. Next episode, well not episode, the next part we're just going straight into it. So there we go. Let's continue as we go into the third act of this great film. Your commercial should be done, too, so at this point, because that's where I started it back after the last commercial break we had. Coming for your ass soon, Reggie. (laughs) Get him. Yeah, you should be scared. Especially with old black women lurking around the corner. Almost gave you a <laughs> yeah. I got you, baby. It's Halloween. We all tired of one good sky. Yeah. What about mom and dad? Fuck mom and dad, they're dead. They're, they're too. See it all now. What we gotta do is we gotta snag that tall dude and stomp the shit out of him, and we'll find out what the hell is going on up there. Yeah, we'll lay that sucker out flat and drive a stake right through his goddamn heart. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta be shitting me, man. That mother's strong. strong. Yeah, Yeah, he's real strong. Hold on. First thing is, I want Mike out of here. Okay, I gotta turn the lights off, folks. I'm gonna hear the door crack be safe there. Then hustle on back. Mike, no argument. I'm afraid of the door! Me, 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 Jody sure sounded strange on the phone. Because he scared out you of his fucking mind, that's why. Sally, did you see these You would things? be too if you knew it was coming for you all oh, crooked God, hoes. <laughs> nice antique shop we got one here that uh it's pretty nice I'm one in Virginia City, City. <clears throat> but this one's top tier especially for a shit heap that, especially for like they keep <coughs> you know subliminally ham- hammering it home that you know it's a shit heap of a town this is actually a top tier antique shop I mean look at all this shit Hell, I ain't even, I'm not even into antiques like this shit, and I would even buy something like that dragon, I'd buy that, if I had the money, you know, five grand to blow, and now we're going to start to get some truth about behind his origin, the tall man that is. ...from that same mortuary. And that's obvious from the old... ...I mean, the Civil War era. The reason why I say Civil War era is because... ...not just the way it looks, but... ...we kind of get a little bit of a hint of this. Of th- This scene... ...is expanded on in Phantasm 4: Oblivion, so... That's the only reason why I no one can say from what we were told in Phantasm Four, it is in the era of the Civil War. <coughs> but we will be told even further, even in this film, that he may even date back further than that because he's not of this world as we will see very shortly. I'm trying to be very vague not to spoil it as, you know, we'll spoil it for ourselves as we watch this film together. Here's another dreamscape may, though, be a look into reality. And here comes the tall man. I'm coming, boy. Your brother won't stay out of my shit. You won't stay out of my shit. I'm going to come for that ass. Get him. Get him, boys. Because <laughs> uh, the tall man was walking with purpose in that one. Another to buys the dust. Stay in the car and don't get out. That All means move, right? Wait a minute. <clears throat> Is that Reggie's truck? Yeah, he told us to stay in the car. That means to open the door and leave, right? cause (laughs) (laughs) shit valley girls ain't nothing but valley girls I'm still hungry What's inside the ice cream? Oh. It came from Mars. It's jizz from Mars. <laughs> Let's get out of here, quick! Michael, what is going on? Just get me home. If you don't tell us what's going on, you're not going to get your north? first blow yeah. job. don't open the door, you know. He told you to stay in the Get car and drive. And your mentality is open, open the door. <laughs> but this is horror movie cliche 101, so I can't fault Phantasm more than I can fault Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, hell, even Hellraiser. All of our favorites do this shit, so... Hmm, I give him a concussion. There's a bop. Break yourself, fool! Get the fuck out of my bug. And tell your brother to stay off of fucking shit, you too! <laughs> and there comes that great music once again. And you can tell that they have a Telepathic bond to one another as well. There's a lot of people like, hey, they want to Mike, they want to Mike, they want to Mike. I think, I think that if you, if you really start to, wa- he wants both of them. He wants Jody and Mike. And if he can't get Jody, he'll settle for the more powerful one. Obviously, we'll see. We'll see. Got 28 more minutes of film to go, so we'll see. I'm drinking that dosekies, that shit's good too. I told the that? stupid bitches to drive, they wouldn't what listen. So they got eaten. Probably raped, too. Stupid hoes. I told the bitches, drive. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, bitch. I'm going with you. I'm not letting you go by yourself. My go, god damn it! And here's the scene where Mike, you know, makes a glorified plastic, glorified plastic explosive, so. And you can see it for yourself that I'm not making that shit up or condoning terrorism or, we're going to see it right now. Because I got to put that warning, that trigger warning out there, especially after I said the R word a few frames back, so. It'll get you canceled can't have fun no more, you know, (laughs) let me uh... out, fuck him, dude, He has the same tape I use for my glasses right now, (laughs) to keep them together. That shitty scotch tape. And then it just pops into his head. Like, this is the brilliance of this movie. He's just, huh. If I, Huh. You can see the hamster wheel turning and it's hilarious. I love this shit. Like, just watch this. This is brilliant. He makes a plastic explosive out of a shotgun shell and a thumbtack. Oh, and some scotch tape. (laughs) This is is MacGyver, year one. (laughs) This is ridiculous. But hey... This probably was the pilot for MacGyver. <laughs> I just threw it and buried it in the garbage. Take it and bury it. We don't. We don't want anybody knowing about this shit. We don't want kids getting wise. Little terrorists. Few. <laughs> Excuse me, a few years later, we get the Unabomber. (laughs) Boom! So, you tell me. (laughs) You tell me. Almost getting to tipsy mode. We would be already drunk if we were doing the Phantasm drinking game. That one's a little bit of a... That's for stronger Phantasm fans, so I'll reveal that down the line for, you know, intermediate and advanced Phantasm fans, not beginners. Sorry, folks. I'm sorry. It's just too much. I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for you. <laughs> so creepy, Angus. <laughs> he just picks him up by the scruff of his neck. Little shit, what do you, think? Like, you get in my shit all the time. You think I want to come to your door and come after your little ass? It's ass whipping time, boy. Woo, getting that hearse. Fuck, <laughs> I fucking love this movie. And there they go. As the first showdown begins. Because this is actually the first showdown. And then we'll get the second one before the end of the film. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this looks big. I love it. Just those little subtle things that Angus and Mike do together. like, <laughs> And then Mike's like, fuck this. Dude, you can't do that. Wait. I got a gun. Blow this bitch up. Woo! This one's for Alec Baldwin! My brother! Teach you to sue him. Wrongful death my ass. Ooh. That was a nice explosion. And you'll see, especially if you are so bold, or if you would like me to, to continue this series, like you, you will see that explosions, especially as the budgets go up, especially when Universal steps in, that they love blowing shit up more than Michael Bay, even. That's saying quite a bit. <laughs> As we go into that. And that's actually a nice place to go into the commercial, you know. Good stuff. So far we're doing well. What was the overall gross for Phantasm? That's what I'd like to know. I know it like made a million or something. Okay, so... As we go back into the film, we'll look it up at the ne- We'll look at the box office success if it was one, which I heard it was, on the next break because we are going to at least have two more breaks before the end of this audio commentary. So, but I'm very curious to know what the overall gross for this film was. Let's narrow it down while you guys watch this and I shut the fuck up he has to be in the room. yeah he can't even look to see if that uh his parents are in that coffin or not, because he knows. Right. we got sphere vision it's nice to see sphere vision no that red sphere vision for 1979 does mike have the guts to see if his parents were in their coffin And he is apologizing because it is fucked up to desecrate the dead. But you know, we gotta know. And no, they are not in the coffin, which implicates they could be one of Tall Man's minions, especially one of the little lurkers or Jawas, as you know, you funny fucks out there like to say all the time. bop Dust. Dust in the wind. He know not even want to say because he knows the implications of what it could be. And Now we're going to learn about his world. Now, <clears throat> Now we're getting into the meat and potatoes of this film. The good shit. Not like it wasn't already fucking good, but you know. We're really getting into the meat and potatoes, the real course of this film, and where he comes from, why he is. For what they can explain this for, because, like I said, how many more sequels do we get? We got four sequels to this fucking movie, son. Rich? the did. No, I ain't mean three, three foot, foot two, two yet. <laughs> three foot two yet, even. Hey, man, I don't know. You ain't a, a man, hobbit, I dude. I had a casket playing like a stiff. But I did find the girls. I found Sally and Sue and, uh, and a couple other girls that I never even and saw. And Butch before. and Stu and... Well, they did? No. I snuck them out a window and they took off through the bushes like Scarebra. Sorry guys, this commentary has turned into a minor MST3K episode, but I just love this movie so much and I like, you know, I'll call out its cheese and I'll also call out its greatness, you know. I'm going to call myself out in the next episode because I got quite a bit wrong at the Elimination Chamber and, you know, I like to poke fun. I'm going to poke fun at myself. We'll do it together, so you want to tune in for that next episode. Plus you'll hear my misery for the Texas chainsaw that Texas chainsaw massacre on Netflix, huh? What a fucking treat that was. I don't know if I trust some of the people that told you know my grandma included. Some of y'all are smoking that high grade crack rock, so but we'll talk about it in the next episode. We're finishing Phantasm, sorry about that. And now we are into the dimension room where we see. And this is, uh, for, for those who may love it or hate it, d- d- beyond the backstage politics, Phantasm 2 is one of the greatest sequels of all time, if not the greatest sequel of all time, only second to Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Because it really explains this scene a lot better. And it gives you an understanding. Obviously we're going into another world which is... If you can't figure it out by now... Don't fear. It's another planet. That's why they showed that sh- scene again with shitty ADR of... do not Which is clearly not her voice. But... And there we go, we go to a red area, a red planet, could it be? Where the lurkers are going through and passing more through the dimension timeline. But I just grabbed him there. all slaves, using them for slaves. The and they got because of the gravity yeah. and, the heat. and that's why they're little and brown and low to the ground and this is the door to their planet because the gravity and the heat cannot be sustained by a human individual so he crushes them down sends them to mars and programs them to bring more people from this planet to theirs, Please, so that they know. can make a master know. utopia. Who knows? Ah! A Martian master utopia. Over here, follow me. Jody, where are you? Mike. Coming for you. You said shit. I'd say fuck, but yeah. And this is why I said that tuning fork will come back into play, and this is the scene that I was talking about. And this will be a continuing theme as well throughout, as it shows us the tuning fork. This will be a continuing theme, though, excuse me, throughout the entire series. Except for five, if I'm not mistaken, because. You know, true fan. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe he is, maybe he's a bigger fan than I am, I don't know, I just think it's a fucking stupid movie. It's one of the worst, you you have the greatest sequel of all time in Phantasm 2, and then you have the worst sequel of all time, even worse than The Matrix Resurrections with Phantasm 5, Ravager. It's fucking trash. And everybody involved, I'm sorry, excluding my boy Angus Scrimm, you're all trash for doing it. She just left it at oblivion, pussies. And he just opened up the gates, Pandora's box, by doing that, as he tries to crawl on what would have, we're talking about a 1979 white tile slick ass floor, he, that would not have happened. Not with the rate of wind that is supposed to be supposedly blowing. Like, <laughs> What is he, Spider-Man? Fucking David Cronenberg's The Fly? Like, Jeff Goldblum in The Fly? Like, stupid. That is... And I know it's some nitpicky shit, but that's one thing I'm like, no. I'll buy that a guy can turn into a woman, a sexy-ass woman, in lavender, and back and vice versa, but can't buy that shit. (laughs) And if at this point you can't figure out who the tall man is and what he is, and have not figured out that he, no, he is not a zombie... I well, can't help you. I'll reveal it in the end, but you should already know what the tall man is. I don't know very many zombies from Mars, that's all I'm saying. Although there could be, because there's a lot of fucking zombies from Earth, so who knows. And Reggie's dead. Or is he? You can't find Reggie. Reggie's getting his gut stabbed out. Blown out by the lady in lavender slash the tall man. Shape shifting hoes. Those are the worst. The thoughts that can shape shift, those are the most deadly thoughts on planet Earth. Be warned, fellas. Be warned. Brittany Renner's one of those shape-shifting thought assholes, so just be careful. Looking all sexy, and the next thing you know, you got a knife in your gut, and you're dying, and you're bleeding out. Going to Valhalla. Oh, excuse me. So, now we know he's from another planet. And he's not a zombie. I think we all know what he is. And can we defeat him? Yes, we're Singer's Creek. Oh, Sorry. Entice him with little children. Apparently he loves them. And old farts. <laughs> like old fucks and little children. <laughs> Reggie's the last to get. we're going to run that tall bastard straight down to hell. Hell yeah. <sighs> Look, now we're determined. Go and and I'm going to haul ass over there and get rid of that warning barrier around the mine shaft and camouflage it. Look, okay, lock up the house good, man. Stay in there. I'll be right back. Moon River. Oh, I love this scene. Isn't this the boy? I think it is. Please show that first before you do the commercial break. That's where you should break. Oh, no, this is the f- original gra- glass breaking scene. That's correct. Then it leads into... boy. Sorry, folks, I'm jumping ahead because it is... who? Birth of a jump scare. Not really, but, you know. This is early time jump scares when they actually made... When jump scares actually meant a fucking shit. Back to the stock footage of the front door... Now we get into the. Boy. And in this scene, we're about to see where the door works. I'm trying not to ruin it for you, but I'm also trying to give out some facts. Apparently, the crew bum rushed this door. And apparently, you can kind of see their feet if you pay attention. But, like, this is really gorilla. Like, people talk about Quentin. Fuck Quentin Tarantino. This is true guerrilla filmmaking right here. Like, But this scene right here is what we're getting into, and you'll see, and then I'll extend that. Boy. So that scene right there, uh, apparently two crewmen, uh, from what I've heard or been told, rush the door and pushed it as fast as they could to make that feeling of him just using his mind to blow the fucking door open. But the game is finished. Now you die. If what I was told was true, I could have been sold a bill of goods by a grifter, who knows? But that could be the truth. Angus looks so fucking intimidating in these shots too. From the door the moment Excuse me. Mm. From the moment the door blew open to the time he was walking here, he just looked so fucking menacing. It's amazing, it's awesome. Don't fear. Don't fear. The tall man's near, boy. You better pick your shit up. Fuck around. Such a great sequence. Supper's ready, boy. This is such a great sequel, <laughs> so. And there's the old hanging tree. And in the deleted scenes, that's actually. This whole area is significant. Because <clears throat> there's some deleted scenes in the special edition Phantasm releases, and it's just. You learn quite a bit about how this film was made. Some of the deleted scenes that should have fucking, in my opinion, stayed in. Some that should have stayed out. But, uh... It's just fantastic information. Making this already great film that much greater. And that, yeah, we fucking did it mentality, yeah, woo! We beat the Fuck. We beat that alien fuck from Mars. He's an alien. Even Don has, uh... We, we learned from the script that, uh... Angus God he is an alien, so... People debate this all the time. He's an alien. He's not a zombie. He's not a demon. He's not... A supernatural beast. He's from another planet. And we're gonna get... Mike, that tall man of yours did not take Jody away. Jody died in a car wreck. That's why I hope a lot of you guys listen to this and really, really listen to it and enjoy it, hopefully, because we can do more in the series and we can expand on why we know he's an alien, what my theory will be, what a lot of theories are from a lot of other people. But he is an alien. And, and and even in 5, which I fucking despise, that is even hammered even further home that he is not from this planet and that he is an alien. You had a bad dream. I know you're he's an evil alien, but he's a fucking alien nonetheless. Not he's not E.T. We'll just put it that way. He's fucking more the thing than he is E.T. I know I can't ever take Jody's place or the predator but I'm sure as hell gonna try or even a xenomorph than he is E.T. or weird. Starman partner? even though some could consider star Starman out. as an evil fuck too for some of the shit he did rotten bastard I'll say right here, this scene used to scare the fuck out of me as a kid because in my room I have the same mirror right here on my shit just like he did. And this is the reason why I've always been terrified by Phantasm. Even more than Hellraiser. I had this same fucking mirror on my closet door. And that shit scared the fuck out of me. And there we end it. Written and directed by Don Coscarelli. Great film, ladies and gentlemen. One of, one, of, one of the all-time underrated horror films. Love the film. I hope you guys enjoyed watching it with me. I, I know I had a great time watching it with you. Um, like I said in the next episode, we are going to be... <laughs> we're going to... Pull out all my mistakes. And figure out where I fucked up. And like I said. We are also going to. Do my review on Netflix's. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But that's that. I wish I could have uh, done more. If you guys enjoy this. Hit as much as you can. Listen to this as much as you can. And maybe we'll get a part 2. At least Phantasm 2 audio commentary. And then we'll go more in depth about facts, fun shit, what we know, you know, but thank you for listening with me, thank you for watching with me, hopefully you were drinking as well, I gotta go finish doing some more, I might record the new episode tonight, who knows, we'll find out, Till then, love you guys, have a great time, and lick some good lollipops, and eat some good pussy, I'm out.